Sukkah, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Dalit, 1-4. And this Mishnah is also talking about layers in your schach and actually will be the central Mishnah which defines what constitutes kosher schach. So the Mishnah actually sets down the principle, which I think is pretty well known, which says, I'm reading the second word of the Mishnah first, um, Zehaklal, the principle is, and I'm going to skip some words here, kol davar she'enu makabal anything which doesn't, which is impervious to becoming tame and grew from the ground, bo you can use as schach. Those two criteria grew from the ground, not makabal tuma. The mission will emphasize that there's actually a third criterion to make schach kosher. So, so to speak, we could restate the principle as kosher schach needs to meet three criteria. Number one, it grew from the ground. Number two, this is the new one, it's no longer attached to the ground. And number three, it can't be makabal tuma. So the Mishnah comes to bring that point out by saying, Hidla aleha esa gefen. If over your sukkah you draped like a grapevine, vesa delas, or vines from like some kind of gourd or pumpkin that's growing. Again, the idea is large leaves, long vines. Or vesa kisom, or you put a kisom, and actually the proper gears are probably is kisos, but your Mishnah I'm sure it says kisom. Um, but in any case, Kisom or kisos is ivy. So again, vines, big leaves, and you're draping them over your sukkah to make schach. The problem is that this vine is still attached to the ground, so then it's not kosher. And even if you then put schach on top of it, the chagalba, if you put schach on top of the vine, still psula, your sukkah is not kosher because the layer of attached to the ground vine is schach basel, no good, not so different from the layer of the sheet in the previous Mishnah. Now, um, if, however, you make a tarovus, a mixture that constitutes both schach kasher and pasal, meaning the detached from the ground schach, that's combined with the attached to the ground schach in such a way that it's like a mixture, so then, as the Mishnah says, vimhaya sikuch harbe mehen, if the majority of the mix is kosher schach, that is to say, you mix it up in such a way that it's not Nikar, it's not evident someone standing at a distance from the sukkah that you've got, you know, which is the attached, which is the detached. It's all one big mix of green. So then, assuming you've now got a majority of, of kosher schach, I'll stick to that shot. That's the way shot I strongly prefer. Um, meaning that then that's in the case, that's going to be kosher. Um, as a mixture, you can do that. You, you're actually allowed to sort of take the vine and mix it in with the other um, kosher schach. Or plan B, if you don't want to mix it up, you have two layers, one of vines and one of kosher schach, but your kotzets, you cut the vine, meaning you now it's no longer attached to the ground, so then kasher, then your sukkah is kosher. Now, uh, although it did say you can either mix it together or cut it, detach the vine from the ground and make the schach kosher, um, that requires a few caveats. Okay, let me talk about the second case first, the most basic caveat. It's true that if you detach the vines from the ground now, the vines constitute kosher sechach. But there's a separate rule, which is the, what, we, what I'll call the tasev lomina asli rule. The, the, the verse says in Devarim, it says, Chag hasukos tase lecha shivas yamim. You will make for yourself, uh, from the holiday of sukkah, you'll make the sukkah for seven days, but it says tase, you'll make. So the drasha is, you will make the schach, and not minha asu. You won't make a dwelling beneath some existing schach. So your classic case of 
violating tasav lomana asui of, of violating that idea is, let's say you had a haystack and you hollowed out the haystack and live inside the haystack. So now what's above you is hay and that's kosher schach. The problem is that first you had this schach and, and then you turned it into a dwelling place beneath it. You didn't have a dwelling place which you covered with schach. So that's called minha asu. It came from already made and that will not be kosher. So here too, if you first had the vines draping over and someone said, oh, that sukkah is not kosher because the vines, you say, oh, I'll just cut them. So that alone isn't good enough. You'll have to essentially wiggle those vines or at least you know basically lift them a tefach off the ground and put them back off the roof I should say and then put them back down again to re-put them so then you've like re-put the kosher schach and that stops from being mina asu in a pre-existing roof that you made a dwelling point uh, with puzzle schach now you've got a living place your sukkah and then you put kosher schach back on it so that's essential for it to work as far as the first case goes um, that you have to have a majority of the kosher schach mixed with a minority of the invalid attached to the ground um, vine. So we're requiring that you mix them together to make it not nikar, not ev- evident that it's a, you know, which is the kosher, which is the not kosher. Now you might ask yourself, you're familiar with the rule of tarovas of mixtures, that if you have a mixture that contains elements that are both kosher and not kosher, or iser and heter, um, permitted and forbidden, so the halachic status of the mixture goes after the majority Midoraisa, uh, ignore if there's no transfer of taste, which there's certainly not in this scenario here. Whatever it is, um, so you got an, if you got kosher jelly beans and not kosher jelly beans mixed together. So as long as the majority of the jelly beans are kosher, you can eat from the mixture. But you're not allowed. There's a rule: Ein mevatlin isra You can't say if some not kosher jelly beans fall onto your kosher jelly beans. You can't just say, "Oh, I'll just mix them all up and it'll be fine." No, you have to pull the top layer off. You can't just mix them up and make it disappear. That's a rule called Ein Mavatlin Isra You can't, um, from the outset, go and make the forbidden component, the Isra, disappear. So how come we're saying, listen, you've got a layer of ivy and you've got a layer of kosher palm fronds. The ivy is attached to the ground. So we're saying, oh, you can just kosherize it by mixing it all up together and you'll have a mixture of mostly kosher schach and that's going to be okay. Why don't we say Ein Mavatlin Isra You can't go and just make the ivy bottle and make it disappear. The answer is because the ivy is not iser. There's nothing, nothing forbidden about the ivy. It's just that it's not valid as a covering for your sukkah to make it a kosher sukkah. There's nothing forbidden about it per se. And that being the case, the rule of Ein Mavatlan Isra doesn't apply over here. Just simply making a tarovist, which is legitimate and will work, and that's going to be fine. How do we know these rules that we're about to set forth about the schach has to be growing from the ground and detached from the ground and not makabal to be kosher. It's based on the pasuk itself. I just started reading to you. Chag sukos tasa lecha shivas yamim. You make the sukkah holiday for seven days. What do you make that sukkah with? The pasuk continues on. Ba'asapcha megarancha umiyekvecha. From the gatherings, the gleanings, the picking up the leftovers from your goren, that's your threshing floor where you thresh the wheat, separating the wheat kernels from the chaff. And the yekev, which is the wine press, where you take all the the grapes and you press them and get the wine, leaving behind a bit of vines and grape skins, etc. So the point is, you're taking this leftovers from the agricultural process, the stalks of wheat and the bits of vine and everything, and throwing that on your sukkah, that's your kosher schach. So from there it's understood that these these things are the examples of what we're looking for in terms of kosher schach, things that grow from the ground. They're not makabal tumah, they don't accept tumah, and they're no longer attached to the ground. And that's the Mishnah says now explicitly here.
the Mishnah says, Zehaklal, the principle when it comes to schach, what makes schach kosher is, Koshu Makabal Tuma, if it's something that is susceptible to Tuma, then it will not be okay. Eid Bo. So, for example, you cannot use an apple or some celery as your schach. Why not? Because celery grew from the ground and it's detached from the ground, but the point is celery is food. And given that it's ochel food, ochel is one of the four categories of things that do receive tuma. They're tuma susceptible, along with Adam, Kalem, and Mashkin. So since ochel and food is makabal tuma, even potentially makabal, it doesn't mean that this, you know, your, your, this particular celery may not be tuma yet, may not have had heksher, not be, you know, in its current state be tuma susceptible, but since Celery can become tummy under certain circumstances. It's not valid as sechach. And similarly, the gedulim in aretz. If you have some which didn't grow from the ground, so that means, for example, if you have a a, a rock or a I don't know a shirt or something, animal animal hides, better example, animal hides. So those cannot be used as sechach. I said I said his shirt's not a good example because in truth, if a shirt says they made out of cotton, so. It grew from the ground, but it's makabal tuma. So that'd be the first problem. In any case, so shirts, animal hides, rocks, and fruit and vegetables, all those things are not kosher because either they didn't grow from the ground or they are makabal tuma. And therefore, ein mesachin bo, you can't use them as chach. However, v'chol davar she'ein makabal tuma, as I read in the beginning of the Mishnah to you, any item that is not susceptible to tuma, v'gedula mina aretz, and it grew from the ground, and I should add that it's no longer attached to the ground, then Mesachinbo, you can use it as Chach.